Hey guys, Lecky here, host of the Physioism Podcast, talking about the art and science of biohacking health. Today I'd like to speak to you about um, terms that I've come across within the Unplugged Alpha book that was um, by Richard Cooper. And it is a great read for those of you who are unsure, unaware about the differences between the two sexes. Now, one of the things that's most important or or something that you need to understand is a couple of terms. Now, sylopsism is one of those words with the, the silent P. P-S-I-L-P-O-S-I-M. Sylopsism, I think that's how you spell it. It's basically understanding uh, the biological needs of a woman to create the best environment for her to thrive. Now, her maternal instincts are that she needs to find a safe environment, needs to find the strongest alpha for her, and to always look after her interests. And that's not an emotional thing, that's a logical thing. And it may be hard for some guys to understand, but solipsism is a new term for me. I didn't understand. It basically encapsulated what I felt, solipsism. So that's the first point. The second word is hypergamy. Hypergamy is this word which means... Um, again, from a female biological perspective, they will generally match with a partner, with a male, that's at their level or above them. And it's very much to their perspective. It may be monetary status, so financially they need to be at their level or above. It may be physically, they need to be the same height or taller. Um, and it may be in just life goals, aspirations, in you know, in humor, basically at a similar wavelength or above them. It, it bridges between sylopsism and hypergamy because these words, they basically mean that we need to understand what the fairest sex needs in order to thrive. And that is, it's not pointing fingers. It's not, um, you know, saying that one is better than the other. It's just the way that they, that they are, the way that they operate. You know, that's the, the mechanisms within the brain and how we operate. Now, in saying that, the book goes into further detail how this comes about. You know, there is ways that men generally see things, like men generally see women as beauty objects and women see men as success objects. That's why just thinking out loud, when you see a fellow that isn't too handsome, short, stumpy, fat, has heaps of money, but has the most, you know, gorgeous partner, we can all understand why that would be. Or if you're looking at... Uh, you know, older successful males who tend to look and cheat on their lifelong partner and then, you know, they look at the younger girls, the 20-something-year-olds. So if we're looking at those examples, women would be looking at men. This is a two-way street. Women would be looking at men as a success object because they are, you know, enabling them safety women would be looking at men and women would be looking at men as success, success objects sorry I was just looking at the road and then men would be looking at women as beauty objects okay it's the nature of how things go and one of the last I guess parables or metaphors that I'd like to leave with you is this idea of value and you know success let's say over time men will build their value because they will build things, generally speaking. 
And when you're building value, it takes time. And so when you're younger, 18, and that girl that you crushed on when you're 18, she has and holds the value. You have no value as a man because you haven't built and done anything. Fast forward 15 years and you're 33 years old. Okay, now if you're 33 years old, most men would be starting to build their wealth. They would start to move into this phase in their lives where they're accumulating. Now, if you look at women when they're 18, they have a lot of value at that time because they're desirable. They're young, um, you know, they have a lot of youthful exuberance, they're prettier, you know, they don't have the challenges of motherhood, things like that. Fast forward 15 years, that 18 year old is now 33. Now 33 year old women, there's a lot of fine as hell women that are 33, but there's a lot that aren't. And you know, if we're looking physically at peak times for, for men and women, okay, generally speaking, women have a lot of challenges, especially if they are starting to lose some of their superpowers when they were younger, just like men do. But the challenges are that women lose their value as they grow over time from a biological standpoint. You know, they've generally had their time to party, enjoy themselves in their 20s, and then they have the epiphany that they need to start looking and chasing for the partner. Now, for men, though, they can choose to not have a partner in their teens, not to have a partner in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and they can choose to have a partner in their 50s. Now, if they've built up their 50s and their value grows because of the work that they've done, you would you would think that they become more valuable as they are as they get older. If you don't believe me, go to Thailand. If you go to Thailand and you're a young fella, you know, the women in Thailand don't assign value to the young blokes. They go hunting straight away for the older guys because they understand that the value comes with time. Now, vice versa, men generally will not go hunting for the older woman because from a biological standpoint, the biological clock is ticking. You know, they may have had um, a lot of sexual partners at the time. And from that standpoint, there's less value. Whereas a younger woman will have more value for all basically the opposite points that I've just raised. Now, this may seem controversial, and I completely understand that, but this is really an awakening for me, because I felt this, and I, I'm also, I'm almost um, smirking as I'm talking about this, because uh, I, I understood this to some degree when I was young, and when I was young, yes, I was lovelorn, yes, I wanted partners, yes, I wanted to have a girlfriend, and all that, but I knew that I was very far from that because I had nothing um, I wasn't even though I had nothing I knew I was worth something someday and I knew that if I was to build upon that that I would deserve and attract the person that I would deserve if I was chasing excellence so I am really doing this book by Richard Cooper a disservice by speaking about his content but it's just really resonated with me and the viewpoint that I have on this is because I have young children, I have a family, and I understand how the world works to some degree, and, you know, I'm not fearful that I won't take responsibility. If anything, I need to step up to the plate and create a home that's conducive to, you know, bringing up strong, independent 
young people because there will be a time where they'll have to make hard decisions and mum and dad won't be there anymore. And I hope in that point, when that time comes, my children will be ready and it's up to Belinda and myself to make sure that they are. So my 10 year wedding anniversary is on the 26th of November, 2021. Uh, at the time of recording today, the 16th of, of August, that is three months away. Three months away from 10 years of marital bliss and it hasn't been easy and we've had challenges and we've had fights you know we've we screamed scratched and clawed and you know not physically but you know what I mean and that is something that I would not trade in for the world so these next 10 years won't be like the last 10 and I have my life partner to help me battle those upcoming battles together that's my physics for today Sorry for the monster rant, but highly recommend you check out Richard's book.